Blog Talk Radio. And it's just you and me in 
now. Welcome to our Monday night edition of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg. We will be joined later by Christopher Herzog and our call-in number tonight, 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, please give us a call. Um, if you can't make it to a phone, you can always email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. So, uh, Father, Lord, we join our voices with the listeners all across the world, Father. Lord, asking that your will be done, Father, asking for your presence, Father, asking for a move of your hand. Lord, asking that we can know you. Father, that you would reveal yourself to us in a new way. That you would reveal yourself by your word, Father, through your spirit, Lord. Lighten our hearts, Father, by your presence. Father, that we can have, as it says in your word, a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, Father. That the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light, Lord. Holy Spirit, show us Jesus tonight. We give you complete control over this broadcast. Father, we lay this next two hours down at your feet. Jesus, asking that you would be glorified in our midst. That your name would be exalted, Father. Your word would be exalted, Lord. Father, we lay our lives down before you. That your will may be done, Father, not ours. Lord, that you would shape our hearts, Father, mold us into your image, Lord. Remove anything from our midst, Father, that would cause any kind of separation between you and us, Lord. Anything that would hinder us from coming into your presence, Father, we ask that you would remove it, Lord. By your grace, Lord, through your mercy, Father. Father, um, we first off start off by lifting up Jeremy to you, Father, who had an accident and has been in a coma. And the doctors have given a prognosis of the outcome, Lord. But we know what your word declares, Father, that if we would ask anything in your name, it would be done. So, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Father, we stand upon your word and ask for complete and total healing for Jeremy, Lord. Father, that you would completely heal and restore his legs and his hips, Father. Your word says, by your stripes we are healed, Lord. And so we claim your word over Jeremy's life right now, Father. Lord, that you would heal any injury, Father, any trauma from his accident, Father. Lord, restore him to perfect health, Father. In your name, Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, for Dee Dee, Father, that you would restore the relationship between her and her daughter, Father. 
Lord, that you would draw their hearts together, Lord. You would remove any dividing walls between them, Lord. Father, you would give each one of them grace, Lord. Father, give them wisdom to know what to say in the appropriate times, Father. Fill their hearts with compassion for each other, Lord. Father, and for Sarah's, one of our members in our chat room, Lord. <sighs> Father, she has an issue with someone stalking her, Lord. And you already know everything we ask before we ask it, Father. So, Lord, I pray that you would make all things revealed, Lord. Make all things known, Father. Lord, that you would give her discernment, Father, to know exactly what to do according to your will, Father. That your word would become alive to her tonight, Father. That she would be rooted and grounded in your word, Father. Your word declares that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, Father. And though the enemy wars against us, Father, we know that you are our refuge, our exceedingly strong tower, Lord. You are our shield, Father. And so we rest upon you, Father. We rest underneath the shadow of your wings, Lord. Taking refuge, Father, in your presence, Lord. You know, it says in Psalms 91... Is he who dwells that means to inhabit, to live, to make your residence, to spend your time. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And God's secrets are always revealed to those who seek his face, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And shadows are covering, they overshadow you. They shine down with an image of that which is overshadowing you. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God and Him I will trust, regardless of what you're facing tonight. Whether it's sickness or disease or peril or distress or famine or a multitude of armies who are, have come against you, warring against you in the name of the Lord Jesus, the word declares, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that fly by the day nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays waste at noonday. 
a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. You know, it says in the Bible, um, it says the devil walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the lion represents the devouring side of the enemy. And the serpent represents the deception side, the deceiving side of the enemy. Because he has two purposes, to deceive you and to devour you. Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. It says, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. It says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. It doesn't say for those who are perfect and that those don't make the mistakes um, or those who do all the right things. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it says if anyone sins, we have an advocate with Jesus Christ the righteous. But it's not about any of that. It says he who has set his love upon him. Those who have given their heart and turned the, their heart over to the Lord, asking him to take place in your heart, to set up his dwelling and his habitation in your heart those who have held nothing back from the Lord and those who are willing to lay everything open and bare before him that he can transform us into the image which he created us to be. Those whose desires are for the Lord more than all the things, the silver and gold of this world, which is passing away. But the word of God abides forever. He who does the will of the Father will for eternity abide with him. It says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. You know, the Lord doesn't have a great many demands. Most of the demands he has, he's already taken care of himself. He said, be holy for I am holy. And when we couldn't be holy on our own, he sent his own son to die on a cross. To take the punishment for our sins so that we could be declared the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He has presented us to the Father 
as a pure and spotless bride. As righteous, it says, he is forever perfected, those who are being sanctified. You know, there's a story of the foolish virgins, and half of them were ready and half of them weren't. I think it was half. And, you know, some of them didn't have oil for the lamps, and so they missed out because when they were trying to prepare, the master came and the gates were shut and they couldn't get in. And, you know, a lot of us, um, we read the, the, the scripture and we read this um, story that Jesus said and we assume it's all about getting ready. But, or being ready right beforehand. Part of being ready is having your heart right before the Lord. Having nothing that you're lacking when he comes. That you can present yourself to him. You know, I know when um, the Bible talks about, uh, refers to a marriage feast. Um, we're, as the body of Christ, referred to as the bride of Christ. And, you know, um, most brides spend months and months and months preparing for a marriage, making sure all the arrangements are perfect. Um, even days and hours before the wedding ceremony, most brides are freaking out because they want everything to be perfect because they know that they're going to walk down an aisle, meet their husband, and live the rest of their life with him. And we, too, have come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the same sense, we ourselves need to prepare our own lives to meet him. We need to prepare our own lives um, for our relationship with him, having the knowledge that we are going to spend eternity with him. And, you know, it's not about legalism or being perfect. But it's about desire It's about the desire of your heart And what is the desire of your heart If it's If you talk to a parent About their children Most parents will tell you they'll do absolutely anything For their children They'll lay their lives down for them um, Which the Lord Jesus Christ Has already done for us And in return for the love And devotion and the safety And security Um Children grow to have a trust for their parents, and in like manner, they also have. You know, their trust is so simple. It's um, they've grown into the place of understanding that their security and safety doesn't necessarily lie in a house made with bricks. And it doesn't lie in a specific place or a specific residence or with specific possessions. Their security, their safety um, lies with the presence and the knowledge of who their parents are and the character their parents have and their contentment and their joy and their peace comes from that, not from a multitude of things that they possess. 
you know, Jesus said, one's life does not consist in the abundance of, of things he possesses. Um, but the one thing that we do possess is our relationship with him. It's the one thing that is tangible um, when everything is said and done, when heaven and when earth has passed away. And, uh, and everything that we know is passed away, we will abide for eternity in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And on that day, will all your possessions, everything that you have worked for, will it be for things that you accumulate here, or will it be for something that is permanent, something that's eternal, something that has weight and glory to it, which is your heart, which is your relationship with the Father, the intimacy and the desire you have for Him. Because it's the only thing that's lasting. Um, when things change, when people are carried about by various doctrines and um, various things in the world, the one thing that should remain steadfast is our relationship with the Lord. It's the one thing that you can hold on to that will keep you steadfast. The Bible talks about being rooted and grounded in love. And it says that we should know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Um, the funny thing about that verse is the love, it's the love of Christ that passes, surpasses knowledge. The only thing greater than the knowledge of his word the only thing greater than all the knowledge in the universe is the knowledge of the love of Christ. It's the knowledge of how that love relates to you, relates to me, relates to our friends, relates to our families, relates to pretty much everything. How everything from the beginning of creation has all accumulated to the death and the resurrection and the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ to a eternity, to a prize that is without, how do I put it, a prize that, or something that can't have a price put on it. But yet there was a price put on it, which was his own death and life. Um, for us and you know we see um, we were praying earlier for some people and you know it's easy to see people um, and see situations and lose sight of what's real um, It's hard It's hard to not lose track of what's real Because we live in a physical world But, you know, Jesus said That those who worship the Father Must worship Him in spirit and truth Because God is spirit And those who worship Him Must worship Him in spirit and truth It says, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him Because the things that are real a lot of times are things that you can't see. 
the things that you can't physically touch. Um, there's a spiritual world out there. And, you know, Ephesians, Paul said that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of the saints, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Which is why he said we must take up the full armor of God. That having done all to stand, you stand. And in the end, the only two things that make you victorious and make you prevail, it says, is the blood of the Lamb. It says they overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. By the blood of the Lamb that speaks that against the deceiver that declares that we are righteous. The blood of the Lamb declares that we are spotless and holy and accepted in the presence of the Father, that the veil has been torn away and that we have opened an equal access to God the Father through Jesus Christ. You know, we talked about how it says um, the young lion and the serpent you'll trample underfoot. And, you know, the blood of the lamb takes care of the serpent who would deceive us and declare that we are something that we're not. The blood of the lamb declares that we are righteous before the Father. The blood of the lamb declares that all our sins have been walked away. And the word of our testimony is the one thing that will stop the mouth of the lion who would seek to devour us because we've already been translated from the kingdom of darkness and conveyed into the kingdom of the son of his love. You know, there's a verse in James that says, um, talks about a double-minded man being someone who beholds himself in a mirror and then goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Um, and it's the difference between hearing the word of God, like James says, and being a hearer of the word and not a doer of the word. Um, James, the book of James is really big on having your actions line up with your faith. Um, you know, a man who will see himself in a mirror, see the reflection of himself. You know, when we... A lot of times when the Bible talks about reflections, it, the same thing with glory. Um, Jesus is always depicted as the image of the glory of the Father, a direct representation of the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, I am my Father, or a woman. Even the disciples said, so is the Father in a submission. And he said, how long have I been with you? And you asked me to show you the Father. He said, and then he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And, you know, scripture we quote quite often, it says in Corinthians, it says, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. And we behold the Lord Jesus Christ, the image of the glory of the Father. We look at him and we see the Father through him. And we're being transformed into that image. And, you know, we call ourselves Christians, but what that really means is we're supposed to be Christ-like. We behold in the mirror of the person of the Lord Jesus, the character and the love of the Father. 
that speaks of better things than of the law and of judgment. It says, there is therefore now no condemnation. Romans chapter 8, there is therefore no, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. You know, when you behold through your relationship with the Lord Jesus, you see him as he is, and through seeing him as he is, you see yourself, because a mirror reflects. You know, people who haven't been born again, who haven't received the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, have no idea of the things of the Father, have no idea of the spiritual realm, and of the heart and the desire and the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and of the Father himself. But yet, when we see Jesus, we see him. And, you know, when we see ourselves, we should be seeing ourselves not looking down at ourselves, but we should be looking at him. And then having him reflect back to us who we really are, which is what a mirror is for. Because, you know, you can look down at yourself if you're standing in front of a mirror and you look down and you only get somewhat of a perspective. You can't see the whole picture because your view is sort of um, cut off because you're looking in one, you're looking at a downward angle. But yet when you look straight ahead and you're looking forward and you're looking at the Lord Jesus Christ, then what's reflected back to you is the image that the Father sees of you. And you see the entire picture. You just don't see little bits and pieces. You see the entire thing. And we should be spending enough time with him that when we walk away from that mirror, when we walk out of his presence, when we walk into the world, that we don't forget who we are. We don't forget the image that we saw. We don't forget the words that he's spoken over our lives. We don't forget the promises that he's promised us. Because the only opinion that really counts is his. Because it's the only one that's real. It's the only one that's valid. It's his opinion. Because he's the creator. He's the maker. He's the the builder. He is the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a temple for a dwelling place of God and the spirit. He's a master architect. He said, it says that he is the, he's the beginning. What is it? Um the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one that begins our faith and he's the one that ends our faith. Everything starts and ends with him and everything in the middle is because of him. And we, like a chapter in a book that are constantly being written by the Lord Jesus Christ, just like one of the books of the Bible, each one of our hearts, each one of our lives are being written on by the Father so that he, throughout this word, this work that he's creating in us, can display his glory, can, can display his handprint upon our lives, that others can see it in glory and marvel at the grace and the mercy and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why it says that others may see your good work and glorify the Father which is in heaven, because our lives should be led in such a way with complete openness and complete trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, allowing him to mold us and shape us and to transform us into his image so that when the world sees us we don't have to be like hidden off and closed off afraid of what they'll say, but we should open up the pages of our hearts to the Father that when he writes upon it, 
We want the world to see. We want the world to know the things that the Father has done in our hearts, the love that he has given us, that them, they too may come somehow come to the revelation of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love which he has for them. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
619-638-8458. I probably said that really fast, so I'll slow down. 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for something, give us a call. So we were talking um, before the break um, about 
our reflection through the Lord Jesus Christ. How James said, um, talks about a man who will behold himself in a mirror, will then go it away and immediately forget what kind of man he was. Um, and we're talking about how that image that we see, the mirror itself isn't us. The mirror, uh, the mirror isn't a regular mirror. The mirror that we we see doesn't reflect us like a regular mirror you would have in your bathroom. But the mirror is actually the Lord Jesus Christ, who reflects back to us the image of the glory of the Father. We see Him, and He's a mirror image of likeness of the glory of God and reflecting back to us a true image of ourselves that we normally can't see um, which is the real image um, of the men and women of God that we really are and it's that image, that appearance that we have to make sure that we don't forget when we leave the presence of the Father, when we leave church, when we leave whatever it is we leave. Um, it's so easy when we're having prayer times and worship times and alone times with the Father um, to leave it all there, to leave him in the prayer closet, if you will, um, because we think we have to go live our lives. Um, and no sooner do we leave him there then we slowly start to forget. And if you go through the scripture from the beginning all the way through, you find that men are prone, men and women are prone to forget the Father because um, everything distracts us. And um, But when you take him with you, when he becomes an actual part of your life, when your relationship with him isn't just something that's one-sided. It's not just something that happens off and on. It's not just like a phone call you make to someone when you need to reach out and touch someone. But it's more of an every minute of every day that he becomes your breath, that he becomes constantly in your thoughts, where you're constantly aware of the reality that his presence is everywhere you go. And the relationship you have in the prayer room doesn't have to stay in the prayer room, but it can be with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, sometimes I've thought that it would be nice to um, actually um, tattoo the things um, on my arm to remind me of who I am and the Father. But yet I know he already did that for me. Um, because it says we were all filled with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. So we have a caller, Eurocheck, and so one second. Welcome to Prayer International Radio. Hi, good evening. Thank you for receiving my call. Hello? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? Um... Oh well, I mean, no, I'm I'm actually quite calm about it, but uh, your your music makes me sad. So, <laughs> but it was nice music. So what's going on? What are you... 
Um, about an hour ago, my son tried to commit suicide while in custody. He was arrested this morning. And he tried to hang himself. And the reason he was arrested was because um, uh, yesterday, well, uh, Saturday night, he was beaten up by a girl. And um, my my son didn't retaliate. So he he came then home. But the, the girl really beat him up. You know, he had two big wounds on his head and he had a big bite mark. She took a chunk out of his skin, uh, out of his left arm, but he didn't hit her back or nothing. And he uh, then then he ran off and he didn't come home until Sunday morning. And uh, the police came here first at 7.30 in the morning. I w- wanted to talk to him, but he wasn't here then. He came back at 11 o'clock on Sunday. I called the police station up that he was here and asked if there was an arrest warrant, and there wasn't. So everything was fine until the evening. He had a breakdown in the evening, but then he uh, he calmed himself down again. Uh, and uh, because uh, people were praying for him uh, yesterday evening, because he was trying to attack me and everything like that. So then he went to sleep. And I believe it was uh, Minister Grog who actually prayed for me because I really cried out for help, and it, the prayer actually did help. And then this morning, um, the police knocked on the door again and uh, arrested him uh, because the girl, the girl now charged him with assault. And uh, so uh, now, now he's in a youth um, here in Toronto in a youth uh, hospital. You know, there's a prison for youths. For holding right. the youths while they're going to court tomorrow morning. So uh, he tried to hang himself there. He's now under suicide watch. And uh, they called me up now three times that he's in a very bad state. And um, I feel the closer I get to Jesus Christ, the more my son is getting attacked. Is Morgan, say that last part again. I said, the more I get to Jesus Christ, and my son gets attacked, you know, by, uh, I, call, I call him the devil himself. Right. You know? So through, the, through my son, the evil comes out through my son to towards me, and actually towards my son. Okay. Um, what's your son's name? Jordan. Jordan? Okay. Yeah. Um, hey, Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, did you hear all that? I heard a good portion of it. Not not the whole thing, but I just came into the call. So. Okay. Uh, His, um, your chick's um, son was arrested and um, tried to commit suicide and because of an altercation he had with... I guess a girl, and he got arrested, and so he needs major, major, major prayer. Um, and so, do you want to go? Ahead, you want to go ahead and pray for this one? Yeah, and his son's name is Jordan, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's pray. Well, Father, right now, Lord, we just lift our brother up to you right now, Lord. He's believing, Lord God, for your will to be done for his son, Jordan. And, Father, right now we just declare, Father, your kingdom come and your will be done, Father, in their lives, Father, in the lives of the, the family. Father, right now we just declare, Father God, greater is the Holy Spirit that is dwelling in this family. Greater is the promises and the, and the commandments of the Most High God than, than he that is in the world. And, Father, you said that nothing by any means shall harm us. So right now, Father, we take authority over all the power of the enemy that's come against this family right now in Jesus' name. And, Father, we pray for Jordan right now. We declare, Father, that your blood is speaking for him, that the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking for him and for his family. And, Father, right now we just declare no weapon formed or fashioned against him will prosper. Amen. That every assignment of the enemy in Jesus' name will be cut off in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we come against the suicidal spirit. We come against the spirit of depression. The heaviness that's come over Jordan right now, in Jesus' name, we break its power. And we declare he has peace of mind. We come against the spirit of fear. And we declare a sound mind over him, in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we lift up our brother right now. And we declare all the power of the enemy must stop. That the Holy Spirit would cover him right now. And we declare the will of God and the kingdom of God come right now that heaven would invade the earth where he stands right now. I pray your presence and your anointing, Father, to touch our brother, to anoint him with wisdom, to give him wisdom concerning his son Jordan, that you'd give him the voice of the Lord, the word of the Lord in his heart. Speak to his spirit concerning Jordan. And that, Father, you would lead him, give him spiritual ears open to hear your voice in this season of his life, in this time of testing. Now, Father, we declare a hedge of protection over him and his family, over his son, over his his whole family right now, in Jesus' name. And, Father, we declare, Lord, that you will lead them and guide them in peace. Jesus, Sean, if you want to continue. Uh, oh, yeah. Amen. Uh, Father. Father, your word declares that the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord, Father. For the Lord right now where he's at Where Jordan's at right now Father in the name of your son Jesus Christ Father we ask for complete and total deliverance In the name of your son Jesus Father Lord that his steps are ordered by the Lord Father Father we declare him righteous and holy Before the Father Lord We declare that he has a purpose Father And the enemy has no right to touch him Father, we pray that you would give him a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, Father. Let the eyes of his heart be flooded with light right now that he would understand what is the hope of your calling, Father. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to him right now, even the place where he's at, Lord. Father, that you would open his spiritual eyes, Father. Open his spiritual ears right now, Father. Even now, begin to speak to him in dreams and revelations and visions where he's at, Father. To let him speak plainly, being known. 
what your will is for his life in this situation, Father. Give him yes, a spirit Lord. of discernment, Father, to hear your voice in this time, Lord. And for his entire family to pray for them, Father, Lord, speak to them and give them direction and guidance, Father. You said your word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And you also said a man will plant his ways, but the Lord directs his steps, Father. And so we completely, totally trust you, Father, knowing that your will is going to be done, Father, knowing that you're going to be glorified in this situation, knowing that you're going to be glorified and you're going to be magnified and you're going to be exalted in Jordan's life, Father. And what the enemy has made for evil and what the enemy has tried to attack, Father, you're going to turn around and it's going to be made for your glory that your son Jesus Christ can be exalted to him and through him, Father. Your word declares that all things work together for good to those who love God and called according to his purpose, Father. So, Lord, we thank you, Father, for Jordan right now, Father. We thank you for the anointing, Lord, that you're placing on his life, Father. We thank you that you are leading and guiding, Father. We thank you for your angels, Lord, that you have hedged about him before and around, Father. Lord, we thank you for removing and rebuking the enemy for your sake, Father, over his life, Father. Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, touch him right now where he's at, Father, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, Father. Fill him with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Even now, Father, remove every spirit of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, and give him the peace that surpasses all understanding, Father. Give him the joy inexpressible and full of glory, Lord, that only comes from your presence, Father. So I pray you flood the entire prison where he's at right now, Holy Spirit. Flood the entire prison, Father, right now with the joy of your presence, Jesus. Father God, we give you all the glory, Jesus. We give you all the honor. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for everybody in the room. Let me tell you uh, about my son Jordan, uh, just quickly, because he's a total gift from God. Because uh, when he was born, he was born with a bad heart. And when he was actually born, um, he died in my arms. And... um, they rushed him to another hospital. They could, didn't know if they could save him. And then I was in the hospital with him for three months. And one day they came to my room upstairs and uh, they told him that he would not make it through the night. So the medical people gave up on him. And uh, I was upstairs after I was told I was praying to God and I made peace with God. And I said to God, you know, if you have to take him back, then please do so. If he has got the purpose to live, then let me keep him. So obviously he's still here. So God answered my prayer. And so I believe my son has got a purpose. You know, but I do believe that the enemy is really, because I'm getting so close with my walk with Jesus Christ. For the last two weeks, it's been nothing but attacks, attacks, attacks through my son. You know, so... Um, you know, and I, every time I I, uh, I ask people to pray, last night I asked the minister group to pray, and there was lots of people in the in the prayer room, and they prayed for for Jordan, and then all of a sudden, while all this turmoil was going on in the house, once people started praying, all of a sudden he calmed totally down, and again I saw the Jesus Christ work in God, that prayer actually does help, you know, and because I have been witnessing for the last couple of days, 
you know, is it, they attack is getting worse and worse, and obviously now he, uh, the enemy is trying to take my son once again. So. Well, I, I, I think that, pos- that there's a possibility that um, while the enemy is trying to attack you, but I think, you know, just like with Moses, where the enemy sent a plan to actually destroy Moses and the Lord delivered him, um, I think that, you know, there's, you know, it says in um, Jeremiah, I mean, that God said that when he was talking to Jeremiah, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you and ordained you as a prophet to the nations. And the enemy will always destroy that which he's afraid of and everything that anybody that... Um, holds a challenge against him those who are called by the Father, those who understand their place those who the Father is anointed are the ones that enemies are going to go after people who aren't, who don't care people who don't really have any desire to serve the Lord or anything else and you know the enemy has no need to even worry about them but it's those who are the mighty men and women of God the intercessors and the prayer warriors and those with an anointing to heal the sick and raise the dead and preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, those are the ones the enemy tries the hardest to silence them before they even get a chance to go out there and have the anointing be manifested into the world. Um, and, you know, if the enemy is attacking him, even, like you said, from the time he was born, um, you know, the Father has a calling on his life, just like the Bible says that you and your household shall be saved. And, you know, the Lord is going to be glorified, and he is going to perform his word in Jordan's life, whether the enemy likes it or not. And the enemy can come out, come against him as many times and come against your family as many times as he wants to. But the Bible says when this enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit will raise up a standard against him. Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, last, last week he was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And... Uh, um, clinical depression and then the day before he was diagnosed that he now needs a, a heart valve transplant in the next month, six months so he's really now been attacked you know <laughs> and um, obviously he's very scared and he, t- he told me that last night he said I'm scared he's very scared okay. you know because he, he doesn't he doesn't know what's happening you know I told him I I, I tried to explain what's happening, but um, you know, but he do, he doesn't. Uh, he used to believe in in Jesus Christ like I did, but because there's so many bad things happening, he's uh, he's actually turned away from him. But you know, I, I always keep to talking to him. You know, every time I get some 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 gift or some some present, I said, "Oh look, what God has provided me with," you know, and I always say to him, you know, yeah. I just want to thank Jesus Christ, you know. And he just smiles at me then, you know. He said, you and your God. And I said, well, I said, you have never let me down. <laughs> you know? Well, Jesus said, I know I know who are mine, and the enemy can't snatch them away. And, you know, um, the Father knows who are his. And, you know, as far as you can run, it's not far enough. And, you know, the Holy Spirit will draw him back. And over and over again, and the Holy Spirit will constantly draw him back into the presence of the Father. Um, but you know, even when Jesus, even if he never knew the Father, you know, Jesus healed people who didn't know who he was before. Um, the, the blind man at the pool of Bethsaida um, had never heard of Jesus, and Jesus walked up to him and said, "Do you want to be made whole?" And so, 
you know, because Jesus looked on the people with compassion, because regardless of whether they believed in him or not, they were still his. And so, um, since we have ever, we have so many people listening, intercessors around the world who are listening, um, and we're all online, you know, um, let's go ahead and pray for his heart, so that way we don't even have a situation later on. We might as well get it out of the way now. Father, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, according to your word, this is by your stripes we are healed, Father. You said if we would ask anything in your name, Jesus, you would do, O Lord. Father, and you said that if we know you hear us, we know we have the petitions we ask, Father. So in your name, Jesus, we ask for complete and total healing over Jordan's heart right now, Father. Completely, totally heal every vow, Father. And make his heart line up to your word and to your will, Father. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the spirit of the enemy that would try to destroy his heart, Father. And we ask you, Father, give him a new heart, Lord. Jesus, give him a new heart, even now, Father. Wherever, regardless of where he's at, what is this, with his relationship with you, Father, give him a new heart, Lord, right now. Completely and restore his heart, Father. Give him a new breath inside of him, Father. Remove any illness in his lungs, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Completely, completely transform and regenerate, Father, with your reconstructive miracle. Remove every bit of damage in the name of Jesus, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Amen. Thank you. 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 You know, that's the only reason that we even are alive on this planet is to have a relationship with the Lord and to minister to everybody else. Um, I mean, we're a body of believers. And, you know, this is what we should be doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, it's getting, the time is getting closer and closer. I mean, you can really feel it in the air, you know? I mean, you know, I can, I'm, I'm actually very restless, you know? Um, actually, I can't wait for him to return now, you know, because I'm tired. Uh, it's not I'm tired like of my life. It's just I'm tired of cruelty and stuff in this world. Amen. You know, I, well, I go what? on the I go on the field and take my dog for a walk, and I, you know, walk every morning and. Um, I actually pray pray to God. I, I mean, I'm, I don't bow my head or nothing. I, I I walk and talk to God all the time, right? Amen. And uh, when I'm on when I'm on that field where I'm going with my dog, I, I'm there about twenty minutes just talking to God, you know. And sometimes I feel like when I look, why should this beautiful earth be destroyed? You know, why can't people just be nice? You know, just get on. That's all. But you know, just get on. And I can't understand it, but I can understand it. I know. I mean, I'm, I read the end of the Bible, you know, so I know it has to happen. But it's just a sh- such a shame, you know, that people ha- haven't come to Jesus Christ as they should. That turned their back on Him and, and on onto God. 
and they just become uh, evil and, you know, sodomized people, you know. And that, that, that is so sad to see. And it took me a long, long time to get where I am now with Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, he, God has dealt, dealt uh, with me uh, in 1985. I mean, I was uh, partying and I was, uh, you know, like every young lady shouldn't do, but I was doing that, <laughs> you know, and I believed in God and God dealt with me. You know, I can't do partying, drugs and all this and that and believe in God. They don't mix. So I was burned very badly and... Uh, uh, that brought me back to the Lord, you know. My 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 walk has not always been straight, but uh, you know it's it's becoming totally straight now, and my my road is becoming more narrow and narrow, you know. So uh, and that's what it says in the Bible, <laughs> you know, the road will get narrow, you know, and you will get attacked from other people. And I mean, I don't mind so much that, but I do mind, uh, you know, for my child being attacked by the enemy. I, I really dislike that, you know? Right. You know, and I'm a mother, you know? I want to protect him. And uh, and sometimes, you know, we can't do it alone. And we have to ask good people like you, you know, to, uh, and people in the chat room to pray. Because sometimes it's so, so strong, the force is so strong that you can't control it. You know? And I, I sometimes believe, I, you know, I, I, I just when you were saying the prayer and you were saying, you know, oh, I'm, I'm anointed by God and all, all this and that, I thought I don't deserve that really, you know, because I, I don't know scriptures like other people do. I can't remember scriptures, but I know in my heart um, that my, my life is totally given to Jesus Christ and God. So. Well, you know, someone told me once if you're blind and you can't read the Bible. Then you mm-hmm. should just read, read Jesus because he makes a really good book. It's not about um, knowledge or anything else. It's not about what you know. It's about. And it sounds like a cliche, but it's not what you know. It's who you know. It's about mm-hmm. a relationship with Jesus. You know, King David, when he was still a kid, was out in the field. He didn't. He wasn't a scholar. Probably never went to school. But what he did have, what is he had a relationship with the Lord, and that's what you have. And the you know the anointing from the Holy Spirit. God doesn't place his anointing on people just because they can read or because they can memorize scripture or because they appear to play a specific part. The Lord puts his anointing and his power on those who are willing to serve him and trust him and those who give him his heart and turn their lives over to him. And, you know, that's where the purity of the anointing comes in at. Um, Because there's a million people out there proclaiming themselves to be one thing or the other, but it's those people whose hearts and minds are completely given over to the Lord. Those who seek his heart first, where the real anointing and the power comes, and where the integrity of it all comes in. And, you know, know, there's no difference between the most amazing Christian out there and any of us. Um, We're all the same. I mean, we're all bought with the same price of the blood of Jesus Christ. We're all anointed with the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. It says the same Holy Spirit invites in each one of us. There's no difference between you and the Apostle Paul because it's the same Holy Spirit. It's not about us. It's about him. And when we go out there and we proclaim the word of God and we do all the miracles that Jesus said that we can do, it's not because that we're anything. It's all because of his grace. It's all because of his mercy and all the works which he's already done. You know, it says in Ephesians that we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works 
which he's already prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. All we have to do is be like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, just walking around like you're doing, enjoying the presence of the Lord, and watching his glory be manifested everywhere around us. Just because, you know, when Jesus was talking about the light, he said we should be like a light set up on a hill that's not hidden. That light doesn't come from trying to do something. That's just a, a natural um, outpouring of your relationship with the Father. And when your heart, like Mary, who was sitting in front of Jesus, instead of Martha, who's trying to serve, when she was just, when you're just willing to stay in front of the Lord and spend your time gazing upon Him, when that happens, and the natural fruit and the natural result of that is an explosion of the glory of God around you, and the, it says we care about the presence of the, the fragrance of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you literally become the fragrance of the Lord to everybody you come in contact with. And it has nothing to do with what you could have done or what you could have said. It's all about the fact that you have the presence of the Lord. And, you know, it's the presence of the Lord that changes people. It's the, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. It's his presence that sets people free. It's the, it says it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance, not the preaching of the word. Amen. Not with um, words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith would not be in men, but in the power of God. And the anointing the Father has put upon you is through him. And so he can accomplish his purpose in you and through you. And, you know, the enemy's going to attack you, and he's going to keep attacking you. But you have to keep, like, setting your heart and your mind on the Father and not looking at the circumstances around you and just trusting that the Lord, like his word, declares that he's able to complete that which he started you until the day of Christ and that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And it, it, all it takes is those people who are willing to say, you know what, I don't care what happens, I don't care what's going on around me, I don't care what the mountain looks like, all I know is this is the Lord Jesus Christ, this is who I'm in love with, this is who I'm going to follow. And you leave it at that, you let him take care of everything else. Because that's what he's good at, he's good at taking everything else. So, you know, he said, um, my grace is sufficient, and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. You know, someone told me once that those people who stay on their knees can never fall down. Right. <laughs> we try to do it on our own that we end up, like, falling and making a mistake. But if you're constantly setting your eyes and your heart upon the Lord, then you become like King David, who are someone after the Lord's own heart. And you let the anointing just come. Um, it's, a, it's like the icing on the cake. And the ministry and the works and all that other stuff that Jesus talked about, all the miracles, you know, those are just those are just icing. That's not even where the where the all the the point is. You know, that just happens. You know, it says the disciples were preaching the word, and the Holy Spirit was following them, confirming the words with signs and wonders. They didn't really have to do anything. The Holy Spirit just did all that because they were preaching the gospel and trusting the Lord. You know, and Absolutely. Peter walked on the water. When Peter walked on the water toward Jesus, I bet he wasn't even thinking about the boat or the water. He was just trying to get to Jesus as quick as possible. And the miracles just happened. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, this is the first time today uh, I broke down because I, I'm actually, in my heart, very, very calm. You know, I don't... I'm, I'm been all day, I've been very, very calm. Even when the phone call came, I was not uh, going ballistic or nothing. I was so calm. And I knew what was happening. I, I knew the Lord is, is keeping me calm, you know. But I also knew in my heart that uh, I needed people to pray for me, you know, just to to 
you know, and I, I've seen I've seen God's miracles. Uh, I see God uh, God's miracles every day. Believe me, you know, I'm not the richest person, but my uh, my Lord does provide. He never lets me starve, and he only he provides me with as much as I need. You know, and it's quite quite uh you know people can't be, people around me who do not be, have the same belief system as I have are quite amazed really how I survive and they said how do you do it and I said oh it's not my doing as I, I said it's uh the Lord's doing and he said oh here we go again I said no I said it's true you know I said you even if you can notice it I said why don't you can't you just believe what I'm believing but I said I'm not going to put push my faith down your throat I said but this is who I believe in and this is who I'm going to stand strong for you know so it's quite it's quite an amazing journey really uh you know I know there's a lot of things coming our way and you're right it is it's uh every day I I thank God for what he's providing and I really do thank him also for all uh what's happening at this moment in time because this actually even makes me even more stronger even more stronger in my faith you know, you know when I was a, when I was in high school um I started a bible study and um, which was sort of a fight because the principal back then didn't want to have one, and so we got into this fight, um, like a legal fight. And finally, he let us have one. And um, not too long after, um, there was a bunch of people that were wanting to start all these other groups, like a, they wanted to start a group for witchcraft and all this, all these other things. And like all the Christians were saying, "Well, no, you can't do that, and y'all shouldn't be able to do that." And I thought it was a great idea because then we would know exactly who to pray for. And so, you know, the darker the times get, the true light starts shining. And we have a million people out there um, who need to get saved. And, you know, like Jesus said, if you look up to your, if you look at, lift your eyes, the harvest is white and ready for harvest. And, you know, there's harvests that are constantly coming. It's not some big, huge harvest that's going to come at the end of the times. The harvest is here now. For those who are willing to go out and to actually be in the fields and do the work, um, and the fields just happen to be everywhere we go. Um, so, but we're going to have to take a quick break, real fast. Um, okay. So, I don't want to keep over your show. I mean, you know, but uh, no, you know, if you have to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute or two. Listen to our earnest prayer. Jesus prayed it years ago. That the glory you had given him, we would somehow come to know. Make us one accord. And righteousness, you just. 
Praise God, we're back. And this is Chris Herzog. I'm picking up the last half hour of the broadcast. And uh, just thankful to work with our brother in the Lord, Sean Holmberg, just uh, praising the Lord tonight, speaking to nations, declaring to the powers of darkness that they have to let go. There's no weapon formed or fashioned against the children of God, the people of God that will stand. We are declaring that tonight. If you want to call in, our call in number is 619-638-8458. And if you need to, uh, feel free to go to the phone or email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Hallelujah. And I am going to check it out here. It looks like we got another caller calling in, so give me just a second. All right, sorry about that. Just trying to get used to the new switchboard. And uh, praise the Lord. So, anyways. Um, so, we're back. And taking some time. Uh, just wanted to check out to see who called in. Actually, this new switchboard gave me some trouble. I think I hung up everybody that called in, and myself included. So, Anyways, I apologize about that. So, if you need to call in again, 619-638-8458. And uh, we're going to get into Isaiah chapter 60 and probably briefly touch on 61. So, just want to declare the word of the Lord. Praise God. All right, here we go. Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kingdoms to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to thee, thy sons come from afar. Thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Verse 5. And thou shalt see and flow together, and your heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. And the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitudes of camels shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephraim, they shall, from Sheba, shall come, shall bring gold and incense. They shall show forth the praise of the Lord. All the flocks of Canaan shall be gathered together under the under the, the rams of Nebeleth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on my altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Let's back up for a minute. All right, verse 1 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and the gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and the glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. 
So God's giving a charge out to his people. And he's declaring, he's saying, look, rise up, wake up, get up. It's time for the people of God to rise up and be seen. You see, we're supposed to be a light that's not hidden, but a light that's set on a hill for all the world to see. Jesus said, let your light be seen before men. That we're not to hide it under a bushel, but we're to let it shine in the darkness. And so God is calling his people to take a stand in the midst of darkness. When gross darkness is covering the earth, when lawlessness, when unrighteousness is covering our land, even when our leaders are doing and saying things that are against the kingdom of God, God is declaring, look, people, rise up and let the glory of the Lord come over you. Let the glory of the Lord be seen in you. Let the glory of the Lord be manifested in you. And that's God's heart. That his glory, the the Bible says, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. And that includes you. That includes me. That includes the body of Christ being those that the Lord wants to cover with his glory. Those that the Lord wants to reside in. See, God inhabits the praise of his people. And if you lift up praises to the Lord, if you lift up a heart of praise, not just songs of worship, not just a bunch of words, but if your heart is for God, if your heart seeks him, if your heart longs and seeks for his ways, those are the people that God shows himself strong to. Those are the people that God reveals himself to. He says, seek the Lord while I may be found. Call upon me while I may be near. And when you call upon God, when you begin to seek him, he will be found. So praise God. So if you can hear me, I guess we've got sound. It looks like we didn't have sound for a minute. I'm going to keep flowing, but um, if you guys have sound, let me know. I'm still getting used to the switchboard, so... But God is seeking hearts that are fully his. God is looking for hearts, not just lips that will praise him. See, even in the word he says, you honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. You've got to make sure that your heart is in line with the kingdom, that your heart is for him. He says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. See, it's, it's in the spirit. It's in the spirit of man. It's in the depth of a person in their soul, in their spirit, in their innermost being, where God declares his plans, where God reveals his truth, where God reveals his plan and purpose for somebody's life. See, it's it's in the heart where the issues of life flow. That's why it's important that we not pollute what's on the inside of us. Jesus said it's not what goes into a person that makes them unclean. It's not It's not the, the physical, necessarily, that makes a person unclean. But it's the the issues of the heart. It's, it's what comes out of a person. But see, what's, what, what goes into or what resides in a person is what's going to come out. See, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And what God puts in, he says, is going to come out. See, whatever seed goes inside of your life, is going to produce a harvest, is going to yield and produce fruit. Some type of fruit is going to be produced out of your life. It all depends on what you deposit inside of it. So Jesus said, guard your heart 
with all diligence throughout of it for the issues of life. And he says guard your heart, not harden your heart. See, there's a difference. A lot of times we grow up where we experience life, we encounter life, and in the process of not wanting to get hurt, not wanting to deal with certain things, we harden our heart. We harden ourselves. But that's just the opposite. See, that's what the enemy wants us to do. But God says, don't harden your heart. Because, see, if you keep your heart soft, you can hear his voice. He says, today, if you hear my voice, the book of Hebrews says, chapter 3 and 4, today, if you hear my voice, don't harden your hearts like your fathers did in the wilderness. And there's there's a direct correlation between having a hardened heart and having a dull ear or having a softened, yielded, guarded heart and having a seasoned ear or ear that hears God or an ear that can be sensitive to the leadings and the drawings of the Spirit of God. See, God is speaking. See, remember we serve the living God. We serve the living God. And in serving the living God, we need to realize he's speaking today. Not just through his word, although that's the main thing. God exalts his word above himself. God speaks through the Bible. God speaks through the word of God, yes. But he also speaks by the Holy Spirit to the spirit of man, to the heart of man. Deep calls him to deep. You see, the spirit of man communes with the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit speaks into the depths on the inside, the still small voice on the inside. That's what led the prophets. It wasn't the 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 wind, but it was the still small voice that led the prophets. Jesus said, be still. Actually, the word of God said in, in the Psalms. So we know everything that God spoke in the Old Testament. Jesus basically spoke it in the New, constantly declaring. But Jesus said, and the psalmist said, be still and know that I am God. And see, those that know God will be strong and do great exploits. If you want to do great exploits, if you want to be strong and be strengthened, you've got to have an intimate knowledge of God. You've got to know God. You've got to know Him. And you've got to be known of Him. And of course, yes, God knows everybody. God knows everything. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. But see, He wants you to pour your heart out before Him. And He wants to pour His heart out to you. There's a reason David said, Lord, you said, seek my face. And I said, Lord, the face of the Lord will I seek. Why do you think the psalmist said, he awakens my ear to hear? Morning by morning, he awakens my ear to hear. Why did the psalmist say that? Because God wants us to develop an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. God wants us to develop the ability. Well, how how do you do that? Faith. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. God wants you to be pleasing unto him. See, you hide your word in it, in your heart. You hide his word, the word of God. You've got to have a, an attitude, God, I hide your word in my heart. Hide the word of God in your heart and you won't sin against him. Hide the word of God in your heart. It'll keep you pleasing and acceptable. The, the thoughts and the meditations of your heart will be pleasing and acceptable. Praise God. So I started out with Isaiah 60, but I'm going to just keep moving a little bit. We're going to jump over to 61. We're going to go into a small break of worship, and I'm going to see what's going on uh, in the call room. So here we are.
All right, praise God, we're back. Prayer International Radio, and uh, just talking with Alex in the streaming room for a minute. We're going to bring him in live, and uh, he's just going to share a little bit about his China trip and just uh, what the Lord's doing there, and we're going to pray. So, praise God. All right, Alex, are you there? Hey, Alex, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm right here. Can you uh, hey, why don't you share a few few minutes about the China trip, and uh, then we'll go into prayer. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm going to share some vague, kind of some vague stuff because it is kind of a sensitive topic. Um, uh, but there is a door that has um, that's uh, open for. Um, um, for outreach uh, to uh, a large number of uh, the younger uh, collegiate generation um, of students, the, the future um, governors, the future business people, the future people that are um, in, in their collegiate ages, and um, they're very influential. And anyways, so there's an uh, opportunity to to go in and and in a, in a uh, pretty unique format, reach out to them um, and build relationships with them. And it's um, it, it's a really an amazing opportunity that uh, that that we have to do to be able to do it. Um, basically, right now I'm just. Uh, um, it started out of kind of like a revival that took place um, in Hong Kong and has been um, uh, and some things that have China's been modernizing and um, and they've also been uh, becoming financially really strong and they want to keep what they've got so that's they did some research um, and um, as a result of the research, these doors have opened for um, international students to to re- or interna- basically internationals, uh, Christians from different um, nations to to reach out to these um, collegiate-aged um, um, Chinese um, future leaders, and so um, basically um, we're seeking. Um, you know, people that would be interested in praying for for this opportunity, praying regarding this opportunity as I'm preparing to go, and um, that um, just seeking prayers for for them and for the students, for the staff, um, the um, and and also for for myself. Um, in, in preparing for the trip, and uh, that's that's kind of in a nutshell. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, yeah. Let's let's lift you up, Alex. And uh, just to reiterate, Alex is taking the trip to China, 
to do some missionary work and share the gospel with the uh, those that are in the college, I guess age, you know, just out of high school or you know, kind of the college collegiate age uh, groups. And uh, they're going to be doing uh, different things over there. So we just want to pray. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just join with our prayer family and those all around the globe right now, Father. And we just pray for your work in China. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you'd prepare the harvest. Lord, you said the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. And we thank you, Father, that you're raising up allies and teams of people to go into China, Father, to preach the gospel. Father, we declare, Lord, as they preach the gospel and declare your word, Lord, that, Father, you will move in a mighty way. Father, you will touch hearts. Lord, you will prepare them with the power of your Holy Spirit that your word would go forth and touch every listener, touch every heart, every person listening, and that you would confirm that word with signs following, that you'd confirm your word that they preach and that they would see your glory manifested. That they would see salvation come to China. They would see healing manifested in China. They would see people that are oppressed and depressed set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, right now we just thank you, Lord, that you're raising up the funds and the finances that they need. You're raising up the transportation and all the airfare and all the plane tickets that they need. But thank you, Father, that you're protecting and, and raising up even workers that are on that side of the mission field, Lord. And we just thank you that you're raising up intercessors for them. Send your angels around them. In Jesus' name, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done. We just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we've got about a minute left, so I'm going to close out the show. Uh, Again, this is uh, Chris Herzog and my friend uh, David. uh, He goes by Alex Posey. He's going to China. Keep him in prayer. And we will continue to pray for those of you in the chat room. We want to thank those of you. It looks like we've got Army Girl, Euro Chick, Exposes, Demons, Flowerstone. We work for him. Uh, Unit Tuber. And we just bless everybody in the chat room tonight. And those of you that are listening, we pray the kingdom of God come and the will of God be done in your life. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International Radio, and we will see you tomorrow night. And we just thank you for praying and listening. Thanks, buddy. Hey, man, hang on. Yeah. What's that? Hello? Hey, hang on for a minute.